Guys, our next guest was set to take on Polo Costa on April 17th, but now takes on a familiar face in Calvin Gaslam. Coming off wins over Darren Till and Jared Kananier, the former UFC middleweight champion and current pride of Australia, Robert Whitaker. Welcome back to Submission Radio. Thanks for joining us this morning, man. It's always good like, to be here. <laughs> I know. I was going to say it's been a little while since we've had a chance to talk to you. It's really good to see a familiar face. <laughs> uh, it's great, boys. It's great. Uh, before we talk fighting, Rob, uh, obviously, arguably the biggest event of the year for you is the birth of your new son, Jace. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, congratulations. I want to say it was January 16th, I think, that your wife gave birth. A lot of anticipation for you, man. Well, what was the experience like? Yeah, it was... Uh, childbirth is always, is always scary, you know, because um, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's something you cannot control. Like, there is nothing I can do to, to make the process easier or smoother or, or, any, or anything. You're kind of just in the, in the passenger seat and just be there and, you know, for the support. So, uh, it, it's a terrifying moment. I kind of can't even fathom how the women do it or or, or going through mm. you said on instagram that he made your warrior wife sophia work for it what what do you mean what happened was it a little bit of a, a longer one yeah yeah it was just a it was just a really long labor <laughs> it went yeah it was it was long it went uh what maybe two i don't know it was it was like an all day all night thing oh. you know, something he wasn't born until about 9 a.m. in the morning, and we were there from, I think, the day before. It was, <laughs> it was brutal. Jeez. And you were there. You were in the, the delivery room, right? Yeah, yeah. I was with her the whole time. Yeah. How, so this is your fourth child. How did this birth compare to the, the previous ones? You're, you're a veteran at this point. You, you know what you're getting yourself <laughs> into. How did it compare yeah, though? Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's up there with, like, on par with the hardest. It was... Uh, you know, they say as you as you as you keep having children, like it gets easier. But this one was this one was rough. This one, like I like I mentioned in the post, this one made made Sphere work for it. And I mean, the big question, of course, is who changes the nappies? We have a feeling Robert Whitaker's all over that, especially while <laughs> Sophia's Sophia's resting up a little bit at the moment after that long one. Uh, you would be mistaken. Oh, <laughs> no, Sophia's a <laughs> Sophia's a machine. She 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 does everything. Man, awesome! You 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 uh, hit the jackpot with the with the perfect wife. Have you ever had to change the nappies, or you've been uh, dodging that for years now, Rob? No, I I will change nappies, and I have. Mm. But uh, if I can finagle my way out of it, I do. Respect, <laughs> finagle. I love that one. Hey, by the way, what about the staycation that you had a couple of days back? I saw you and the family were able to go. I think it was the Star over in Sydney, and sort of mm. being able to take a little bit of a mental break. I feel like this is like a part of this new kind of rub that's able to get away from fighting a little bit, spend a bit of time with his family and kind of take a little break from that mental beat down of an upcoming fight. Would I, would I be sort of right with that? Yeah, certainly. It's, uh, I didn't take the family. I saw I left the, the, the kids with the mother-in-law. She's a weapon too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but me, me, Sophia and Jace went, went, went to the hotel for, to the Darling for a little bit and just, uh, you know, enjoyed ourselves there. Had, uh, had a little bit of time to just unwind and, and, you know, just just relax a little bit because we had some appointments in the city, but um, yeah, it was it's uh it, everything in balance. I think balance is, is a key word for for how I take things and and how I am. What what was the mental switch like? You just have a you know a new baby in your life. It's very exciting. I imagine probably not a lot of sleep. Um, you've just come off Christmas, and then you start hearing that you know oh there might be a fight around the corner. How do you switch from you know Christmas and family mode back to fighting mode? Yeah, well, the first few weeks suck. <laughs> you know, you're working off that Christmas, right? But um, 
it's it's my job. It's what I do. It, I always knew the fight was coming. It's just uh, when it when it comes and you start prepping, it's just it is what it is. It's, it's what you do. You get back to work. Well, it's been a little bit of a timeline since we've spoken to you last. So I want to just quickly get into the beginning of it. I remember last time we spoke to you, you kind of laughed off a little bit the rumors of you versus Paulo Costa. So I'm just wondering, um, initially, that was the fight that was supposed to happen. When did that actual fight start materializing for you? When did you actually go, okay, well, this might be the guy? Um, it's hard to say. I can't, I can't remember correctly like how it actually came to be. But I think, I think what it is, is just due to the division and the way everything was mixed up and the way that Izzy was moving up. And, and it, it was just, it would have been a long time for me to wait on the sidelines, not working, not earning any income. So, um, and you know, I'm in the fight game. I'm in the industry to fight and to, to get things done. So, um, you know, I wanted to work. I wanted to do something. I don't want to sit out. Well, yeah, I guess that was one of the main things that I wanted to find out. Were you happy to take the fight or was it a case where you're like, kind of have to like this? There's not a lot of options here at this point. No, I'm, I'm happy to fight anyone to be honest. Like, uh, that's the game I'm in. That's my job. And, uh, you know, and I enjoy doing what I do for a living. Um, yeah, the the way it, it come about and everything was a little bit uh, confusing, but uh, we got there, and I was happy for the fight, and I've been prepping, and I have a great camp, and um, mm. well, yeah, talk to us about that. When you say confusing, what do you mean confusing? Because um, I think we were all confused as well. Like I think ESPN reported it a while back, and then it took a while for it to become like official, official, and even like going. Weeks and months back, uh, it looked like that fight wasn't going to happen. What, what would what would you say was confusing about it? Yeah, just that, just that exactly. It's um, there it was just a, you, I didn't know what was rumor and what was real. I didn't know who I was fighting or what I was fighting for, what I was doing. It's uh, for the longest time, and then when it happened, there was a, a shuffle with the weeks, and now there's a shuffle with opponents. So uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a little messy, but. We're still here. We're still here, and it looks like it's still still going to have a fight that night. So it's good. Yeah, it's so fascinating because as well, you're looking at a guy like Paulo Costa, who's such a different sort of preparation than someone else. I'm just wondering when you were preparing for Paulo, like what did you think of him as an opponent and as and as a challenge? When you were preparing for him, what did you think of that initial sort of fight against him? I think he's a very dangerous fight. I think he's a he's a very dangerous opponent. I think he had a he had a he had a bad fight last fight or easy fought really well, but um, otherwise he's he's been quite devastating to to his opponents, but um I think I'm better. I just think I'm better. I think I I, I could have dismantled him, but we we won't find out now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'm just curious, was there anything particular that you learned from that Adesanya fight? I feel like there was a certain aura about him heading into that fight. And um, I feel like a lot of perceptions kind of change. Was there anything particular that you learned um, from that fight? Uh, you know, there's a lot of little things. I think Izzy did really well that I was looking to exploit as well in this next fight with him. But, um, yeah, I think I think Costa's uh, aura of invincibility got taken away a little bit. So, um, But, you know, that could have flipped both ways. Who knows how he would have come into the next fight, maybe trying to chase it, trying to chase back that aura. Mm. By the way, did you see that meme of, of yourself and Paulo Costa uh, compa compared where he's obviously like, you know, massive and jacked. And then there's the photo of you where you're in the on the floating unicorn with, the, with your swimming goggles. <laughs> uh, did you see that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you think? You're like, that's pretty accurate, right? 
Oh, yeah, mate. I was, I was heading to battle. It's a scary war face. What? Yeah, I know. You were like, land, sea, air. I'll, I'll, I go to war anywhere. Where, do you remember that photo, where that was taken? What, what was the context of that photo? I was just playing in the pool with my kids. So it wasn't training camp. I thought that was like, uh, that was training camp. <laughs> no, no, I, was, I was playing in the pool with my kids. We were, we were just having a little water fight. I feel like Reebok needs to now officially put that out or Venom, whoever the next sponsor is, and that's going to be a part of the fight week. I feel like that's mm. very intimidating, Rob. It's a new look for like, look Just quickly, before we get off Polo, how did you find out that this fight fell apart? And what was your initial reaction to it? Because, I mean, you're not fighting too far away. I imagine you, it's kind of like a nervous time being like, what's going to happen now? No, yeah, it's. Uh, I found out through, through my manager and actually through my coach, and it's just... Um, my initial OCD flared up and I, cause I hate last minute changes and I hate things like this changing. And, uh, I was really upset for a little bit, but, uh, I got over it and, uh, the work's been done. The camp's been great. I'm fit. And the idea of not fighting on the date, just, is just silly. You know, I've got to earn my break. I've got to earn some money. I've got to, you know, I've got to do my job. So I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do that. What did they say was the reason why he couldn't do it? Because we're still a little bit unclear on it. Like from what we read, and everybody read, I suppose, it, he had a really bad flu. That's yeah. what we, yeah. Yeah, he was sick. That's what, that's what they told you was the reason? Yeah, he was sick. Mm. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you also, like, because I think there were some reports that you guys might have been hoping to, you know, maybe fight Adesanya next. Were you always like, I'm definitely going to fight on that date? Or was there, was, was there, were you hoping at some point that you were thinking, like, you know, with this Paulo fight out and you already fighting two, you know, contenders, maybe you'll just get the next title shot next, which I don't think a lot of people would have argued with. Yeah, you know, it's something that could have been a possibility, but Adesanya just fought, you know, and, and who knows who he wants to fight next. I just, I don't wait that long, you know, I want to fight, I want to get better, I want to... I want to like do my job. I want to get in there and work. I want to, yeah, I got a lot of things on. I don't want to waste time waiting around. I hate that. So enters he enters Calvin Gastelum, a guy that you know pretty well. Um, what did you think of his name when it popped up? And was that the only option that you had, or were there a few names on the table for you? No, there, there, there weren't a lot of options because a lot of the middleweight division is tied up and also and the ones that aren't tied up just don't make sense. So um, Gaslam really is the only one that, that, that was a potential possibility. Um, I kind of owe, owe, owe a fight to him anyway, right? So um, it's, a, it's a good fight. There's, a, there's obviously some glaring changes that I have to, have to make, but I still have a month till the fight. And um, yeah, like I said, the, the camp was great. The fitness is on point. Everything's looking really good. What would you say would, are the, the massive, the biggest changes that you have to make in the camp right now? Obviously, Polo Costa is an explosive striker. Galvin Gaslam, also explosive on the feet, but also very dangerous on the ground in his wrestling as well. How would you sort of describe the big change in camp? I just got to be prepared for a fight that could go anywhere. I got to be prepared to, for, for Gaslam's power, for his pop, you know, for his subtle, for his subtle um, distance control. And uh, just be ready for that, that, that wrestling that's always there as well. Hmm. It's interesting the way you sort of break it down and just, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Calvin's wrestling and, and kind of how he can take the fight anywhere. Who, who, in your mind, was kind of the tougher opponent to prepare for between Paulo and, uh, and Calvin stylistically? It, it's hard to say. They're both hard fights, both very different fights as well. Um, 
you know, fortunately for me, with my own style, is I, I, I put a lot of emphasis and focusing on what I can do mm. and taking the fight where I want it rather than reacting to my opponents. I, I know this is it's more of a job for you and you're going into the office and doing what you do best, but is is either guy, does either guy excite you more? Like when you got Calvin Gaslam, are you like, all right, well, this is the fight that was supposed to happen. I'm kind of excited to get this going. Or with Polo Costa, is it more exciting because you're like, oh, well, he's got this style and I can sort of debunk a few things and sort of show a different side of my game in this one. Either guy excite you more? No, not really. It's just another fight and just another name. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. That was so hard. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity, what do you think of, um, you know, Calvin's recent run? Because you guys, it's been a roller coaster since you guys were scheduled to fight at UFC 234. Um, he's yeah. lost to Israel, Darren, and Jack. But then you rebounded recently against Ian Heinish. What do you think of, um, I guess, uh, his, his recent run? It's... That's the game. You're at the when you're at the top of the food chain. When you're at the top of the charts, it's uh, everyone is a hard fight. It's a hard fight, and they're just going to give you more and more hard fights. You know, and you can't win them all. It's one of those things where when you look at the record, it's a lot more deceiving than what really happens in the octagon when Kelvin walks in. Sure, he's had a few losses, but he's still one of the toughest guys in the division. What do you sort of perceive him as right now in 2021? Is it still the same Calvin Gaslam you were looking at when you were preparing for him initially? Or did, yeah. has your perception of him changed at all because of some of these losses and some of these things that have happened? No, I'm preparing expecting the best Calvin Gaslam. I think he's a, I think he's a very dangerous fighter. I think he's a dangerous fight just because he has quite a complete skill set. So uh, I need to go into this fight with that approach, and uh, I will, and I'm preparing for that. Where, where would you say he kind of even ranks? I mean, obviously, you were the champ. You fought the best of the best. You've, fought, you've beaten so many big names. Does he rank highly up there for you compared to some of these other guys that you've been able to beat in the UFC and defend your title against and win the title and all that stuff? Yes, yeah, certainly. I think, I think he's one of my hardest fights to date. I think he is a very good fighter. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I think if people look too much into his recent losses and, and it, it takes away from how good he actually is. Mm. And um, just on your preparation, we saw that you were tr- preparing with uh, Aussie boxer Tim Zhu ahead of this mm. one. What was that like, man? And how did that even come about? No, nah, it was uh, it was good fun. It was good fun. It, um, we have we have connections in the same circles, and uh, we set up some movement together. And he's, he's quick. He's sharp. He's looking really really good. He fights soon. I can't wait to see how he how he goes, but we've had a we've done a lot of work together, and um, yeah, it's 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 you know raised. Uh, I feel both of our levels up even higher. Was that something that was sort of always going to happen, kind of like almost like a, a promo opportunity, um, or was that something a little bit uh, because of the Kelvin Gastelum fight? Just because Gastelum, you know, he throws his hands well, he's got good hand speed, and um, I feel like Tim could uh, you know sharpen you really well for this fight. Yeah, no, it was just it was just work. It was just work to, you know, good sparring, good work to for the eyes and instincts, you know, for that hand speed exactly as you said. So, it what it, it we didn't pick Tim because of any particular opponent. It was just it was just really good work and the timing worked out for both of us. That's awesome, man. So you guys actually work together quite frequently. Oh yeah, well, during the camp we we were working quite regularly. Wow, that's really awesome. He's like one of the best in the world and possibly going to be one of the biggest names in boxing. And I'm also curious because I know, just quickly, Rob, just let's put this to the side for a sec. What is going on with this whole Paul Gallen thing? Like, I know he called you out after the Mark Hunt fight. Um, 
And there's a lot of bo- money to be made in boxing here in Australia. Like, people don't understand. Uh, they put on pay-per-views on a Wednesday night. It's a huge thing down here. It's a big part of our culture. And boxing is always kind of a bit of fun for everybody. Is it actually something that you'd be looking to do if the schedule permits it? Is it something that you'd actually consider in the future? Yeah, for sure. If the schedule permits it and our timelines work and the money's right, I'm, I'm 100% down for that. You know, I'm in the fight industry. You know, it's just another job. How would you look at it? I mean, like you're facing some of the toughest guys in the UFC. And then if, for example, you fought a Paul Gallen, would you be looking at that as like a serious contest or just something a bit of fun on the side? What would that be for you? I think all fights need to be taken as a serious contest. So I definitely approach it as such. But um, I think it'll be a nice, nice change and, and, and shift from, from, you know, UFC and the, the, the stakes, uh, if you would. Because there wouldn't really be much on the line, essentially, right? Other than, obviously, the pride that comes with any fight. But it wouldn't be anything in terms of, like, title contention. I imagine that would be kind of, in a way, relieving for you as much as going into an actual fight can be relieving. Yeah, it'd, it'd just be, it'd be, like, it'd be a very different dynamic, you know, to, like I, I mentioned, the, the, the stakes would be different. Mm. I know this is probably like a, a question for management, but do you have any idea where the UFC would sit on, on something like this, if it would even be possible? I'm sure it'd be possible. We just got to find uh, like a timeline that would work for both of us and then the payout, right? Mm. Yeah, and it's fascinating. I mean, Paul Gallen, he's, he's a bit of a heavier guy, so that means uh, no diet, Rob, right? This is a free free range I can have a nice meal and not worry about the cut of the weight. I mean, how much would you even weigh? If you were fighting a guy like Paul Gallen, what would be your weight that you think that you'd want to hit? I have to say, I, I, like, I like being a little lighter. So we'd have to agree on a certain weight uh, somewhere in the 90s for sure. Mm. I guess part of it would be kind of like that old school Hoist Gracie taking on way bigger guys as well, right? The whole like old school martial artist uh, mantra in a sense. Got to wait and see, you know. He, like I'm, I'm taller than than Gallon, so oh. I, I don't think I'm gonna look that small. He's just a, he's just a little keg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you guys, are you guys mates at all? Like I know, because I know he mentioned after the Mark Hunt fight that you had said something there, but surely you guys would have run into each other. It's a pretty small circle over there in Sydney mm. with the sporting. Have you guys hung out or anything like that? Is he like? No, we haven't hung out. Or... We've crossed paths a couple of times. Uh, I wouldn't say we're friends, um, but he's just doing his thing. And um, that, that's 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 cool. That's cool. If we can work it out, I'll do it. Why not? I was imp- I was actually pretty impressed with his win over Mark Hunt. I think a lot of people were. He took some crazy shots, and people were like, "Wow, this guy!" I think it really changed their perception of, "All right, this guy is just sort of a football guy dabbling in boxing." To this guy's, you know, this guy's having a second career here. How do you? How would you see that matchup between you and him going in terms of the boxing match? Yeah, I, I I think he's he's a tough guy and he's been working boxing for 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 a long time. But I think it, it when it, if our gloves meet, then I I'm just going to be too much for him. I'm too quick, you know. I'll I'll make a shift to boxing, and uh, I'll just focus on it. And I think I think it'll just be too much. Mm. I'd love to see the fight. Uh, mm. Aside from the fact that it would be a fun spectacle, I'd just like to see you get paid, Rob. Just a good, a nice, yeah. a nice fun fight. <laughs> and if there's a delay in the division, just see you get a nice, nice big fat payday, some of that boxing money. Um, but if you go in there, were you going to say something, Rob? No, no, no. Um, if you go in there and you've obviously coming off wins against Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, and now Kelvin Gastelum, what do you think that says about you uh, in the division? You mentioned stakes before. What, what kind of statement do you think that makes? 
I think the statement's already made. It's just the Reaper's going nowhere. You know, I'm I'm here to stay, and um, I'm a dangerous fighter for everyone. the The entire division knows that. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm happy just just doing my thing, running my own path, my own journey, sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I want to touch on that journey and and how you think it looks given the current state of the division. Uh, but just quickly, I want to take you guys on a very quick journey to remind you about Manscapes Lawnmower 3.0. Don't go don't go down the dark journey of having unshaved balls and having to use a rusty razor. Use the Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market with the 7,000 RPM power, the LED light, so you can I don't know shave your balls in a cave or the waterproof feature, or the skin-safe technology to make sure that you don't get cut anywhere on your body. Um, and Manscaped do a whole bunch of other great things, great wipes, great ball colognes, even a great uh, shed travel bag to carry all your stuff. They've got um, nose trimmers as well, nose hair trimmers, uh, and they are giving away a cheeky discount, 20% off if you use the code SUBMISSION, uh, and they are the, uh, the official sponsor of Submission Radio and also the UFC. So very good people. A great, great company to work with, and um, they support MMA, uh, and a good reason why you should too. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, Cass. And speaking of great companies, I want to talk to you guys about the Ridge Wallet. If you guys don't know, check that out. Look at Casper's Ridge Wallet right there. It's designed to fit easily into your front pocket. And did you guys know that you can hold up to 12 cars, plus room for cash, over 30 colors, 40,000 five-star reviews, it's durable material means you could have a it comes with a lifetime warranty and you can buy one wallet and carry it for life. And the Ridge team is so confident that they'll let you test drive it for 45 days. You can send it back to a full refund if you don't love it. And they've got all sorts of other things. Look at the weekend, a weatherproof duffel bag right there. So jump onto the ridge.com now forward slash submission. Use the code word submission and get 10% off today. Do that today and make sure you can uh, have a wallet that stays with you for a lifetime. But Rob, I know Israel has said many times that if Darren Till can beat Marvin Vittori, he'll get the next title shot. I mean, how does that sit with you? Yeah, oh, it is what it is. You know, all the power in, in, is in Adesanya's hands at the moment. So it is what it is. It's got to, it's got to win the next fight. Worry about it next. Uh, worry about it after. Mm. When we, when we spoke to um, Israel's coach, he made it clear that, <clears throat> excuse me, that they want to rematch you down the line as a top contender. Um, and the reason is because they feel like you versus, or sorry, one of the reasons being that you're a Kiwi, you're a brethren, so they, they want to do that, maybe even in Auckland. But their reasoning is that they felt like because Israel won the first fight, um, and in their minds it wasn't competitive. They, they don't feel like, well, they, they feel like Darren Till can kind of slot in there, even though you did beat Darren. So there is that. I, I'm just curious how that sits with you. It is what it is. He did beat me, you know, and um, he's the champ. The power's in his hands. I'm not going to dwell on it too much. All I'm going to do is just keep my head down, focus on that next fight, and beat and, 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 and try to get that win, you know, and uh, just just keep winning. That's 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 the goal that's all i'm doing not worrying about too much else and by the way with israel being sort of the end goal because he's the champ right now um what was your reaction to his fight against jan blackwitz uh, i thought it was a good fight i thought jan like fought really well i thought the game plan was like quite quite well put together with uh with jan and um yeah you know i, I thought it was a it was a it was a close fight but i think jan certainly did enough to to to, to win that fight and control it Anything for you? Any any big lessons or takeaways? Seeing as obviously Israel's the guy that you know you will likely mm -hmm. be facing quite soon. 
Oh, maybe a little. I'll keep that. I'll keep that up my sleeve. Though. <laughs> did it? Did it add any confidence seeing that fight? Like, I'm not expecting you to reveal the game plan, but did you watch that fight and kind of go, okay, there's there's some things I picked up. Oh, there's a couple of things. I um, I didn't add any confidence. It's a hard fight, regardless, you know. And every fight's different, especially when you get different opponents and different matchups. But um, yeah, you know, he can be beaten. He can be beaten. Hmm. I'm wondering, you, you spoke to uh, Nick Walshaw recently and you were mentioning about the dynamic between Israel and yourself and one of the reasons why you feel like, you know, I think you, you, you said that he might be jealous of you in terms of the attention that you get um, around this side of the market. Uh, I'm just curious, and I, I promise I'm not trying to shit stir, but for those who missed it, I'm curious, you know, what, what exactly your thoughts were on that one. No, I, th- I think I think my wording got mixed up a little bit, but... um. We, we, with that comment but no he's just I don't know we just, we just rub each other the wrong way we we don't really get along and that's fine you don't need to get along with everybody do, do you feel like there is a sense of like um, I guess you being more beloved in, in you know this part of the region for, for whatever reason it is well, I'm sure it annoys him just because of the fact that we don't get along <laughs> I guess in that sense uh, would you be looking forward to a rematch if it, let me ask you what would you prefer a rematch in Melbourne or a rematch in, in Auckland uh, Melbourne why is that it's home what well, yeah I, I, I'm like torn because I'd love to go to New Zealand for that for that event <laughs> but I guess uh, I guess Melbourne would be the one for but there, there is a lot of pressure that comes with fighting in Melbourne right I almost wondered if fighting in Auckland would be cool because you wouldn't get that fighting at home pressure maybe it's he's a champ he can pick where he wants to fight. So most likely it'd be in Auckland. Auckland's cool too, but I like that too. I have a lot of family there. Mm. Tell you what, man, it's it's always fascinating to see how the division pans out. And I can't wait to see this uh, Calvin Gaslin fight, man. Um, as we let you go, how satisfying, just break it down for us, how satisfying would it be to finally for you to face Calvin Gaslin and close the chapter sort of after that massive lead up to with him on Tough and UFC 234 and last minute withdrawal? How satisfying will it be to finally actually, all right, well, Polo Costa's out, but bang, like this chapter's done as well. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I'll be, it'll be very satisfying. It's, it's always satisfying after a, after a lead up and after a fight to, to close the chapter, if you would. I, I, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Mm. Any particular way that you see this one going against Calvin? I feel like you've had so much time to study him at this point. Uh, I think I can just put him away. I think I can, I can finish him in the two, three, maybe. Nice. Well, and one more from me, and not not to beat a dead horse, I know you said that you're going to just keep your head down and just keep working and doing your thing, um, but I have to emphasize the point. This is three massive contenders. Mm-hmm. Is there a point at any point where you're like, all right, beating eight contenders in a row, I think <laughs> I'm putting my foot down now and just getting that next title shot? Got to wait and see, got to wait and see. You know, certainly it would look like that. Um I'm doing all the right things to, to line myself up for that, but we'll have to wait and see and see what see what see what it comes about. I'm anticipating a Nate Diaz type call out in the middle of the octagon if things go to plan against Kelvin Gaslin, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, guys, make sure to check out the fight April 17th. Of course, follow the man at Robert Whitaker MMA. Um, can't wait for this fight, Rob. I mean, this is gonna be. So much fun. I know a lot of fans really looking forward to this one. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, yeah, can't wait to see you go down. Thank you. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Always good. 